It's all things 805, and we are connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. I'm your host, Miss Alanette, and this show is part of the Alanette Work, meaning that you can listen to this show at any time of your choosing by listening to it on the Allen Network podcast. Now you can search for the Allen Network podcast on streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, and a host of other streaming platforms. Just look for the Allen Network, A-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E work. And then you'll see this episode of All Things 805 and past episodes of All Things 805. So today on the show, I would like to give you Amber Romero and Danny Molina. They have a special event coming up. It is a cancer benefit for the Teddy Bear Foundation. Um, This is for children, pediatric cancer. And they are putting together a classic car and motorcycle show on October 22nd. Also, we have Shalina Tareen, who is the founder of Childhood Matters, which is an organization that gives children coping mechanisms so that they are strong mentally. Also on the show, I'm checking in with a friend of mine, a classmate of mine. He is on the ground in Maui. Um, He's been doing a lot of work to help out the community. Those who have lost family members have lost everything, their homes in Maui, in the the fires that are going on there and Lahaina. So um, I will have my friend Bobby Bland on the show, um, who is a transplant from the 805 to Maui wanted to talk to him just to see how he's doing and what it's really like to be on ground zero in Maui right now and then we're going to see how we can help him so all of that is coming up on all things 805 today first on the show I would like to give you Amber Romero and also Danny Molina they're up next here on all things 805 In studio with me right now, I have Danny Molina, um, owner of Danny's Custom Cycles, and Amber Romero, uh, marketing director for Ventura Harley Davidson. Hello to both of you. Hello, hello, Annette. Hey. All right. So, um, first things first, whenever I have somebody on the show, I like to ask them to share a little bit about themselves from their own point of view. What do you want the listeners of All Things 805 to know about you? Let's start with you, Danny. Well, my name is Danny. I'm born and raised here, uh, Santa Paula. Um, you know, raising the culture of motorcycle riding, you know, classic cars, all the good stuff, raised by my grandparents. Basically, my whole family's into the motorcycle culture. We do a lot of fundraisers. We like to give back to the community any way that we can. Um, yeah. Okay. And Amber? Uh, my name is Amber Romero, and I grew up in the 805 as well. All things uh, kind of off-road, motorsports, everything like that. Ended up here with Harley and met up with Danny. And now we're doing this great thing, this great fundraiser. And so that's how we got here now. So Amber, so what's your background like? Harleys, bikes, off-roading. I mean, you know, you're a woman. So it's a little, you know, like I want you to share a little bit about your story. You know, like were you one of those girls that just had like dirt in your hair and like, <laughs> you were you out there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up on a ranch mm-hmm. and uh, I don't even remember the first time I got on a dirt bike or quad or ATC or mm-hmm. tractor or something uh-huh. um, and now I've gotten to automotive I still love getting out in the dirt going off-roading all of that it's just once you do it 
you kind of want to do it forever. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, growing up, all of us did it. My sister, like whatever I can do, my sister is way better at it. She <laughs> just like smokes all of us. So mm -hmm. it's we're just a family who rode together. So how did you end up at um, Harley Davidson then? Uh, I applied for a job, so mm. <laughs> that's how it starts, right? Um, yeah. I used to do accounting, and mm -hmm. I worked for a company that sold uh, aftermarket auto parts, and I eventually moved over into the marketing side, did a lot with them, and then I applied for uh, this job here with mm -hmm. Harley because the company that owns them, we also own some sister uh -huh. uh, stores. We have Tri-County Power Sports in Moore Park that is side-by-side, -side, dirt bikes, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Atlas Power Sports in Simi Valley, which is Kawasaki. And uh, with that, I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. And now I've gotten to learn so much about Harleys. Uh, and it's it's not too different, a little different. It's a little different than <laughs> yeah. off-road. Mm -hmm. But it's not too much. Fundamentals are the same, you know? Mm -hmm. Just to the right, clutch on the left. Yeah, a lot of us, <laughs> lot of us start on dirt. You know? Yeah. That's how you start. You're young, you get on the dirt, you love the motorcycle, and all of a sudden you get a little older, you get on Harley, and it's love. <laughs> all right, so Danny, since you jumped in on the combo it's here. Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Right. It's okay. Um, Tell me about um, Danny's custom cycles and how you got started with that. And you know, what is it? What's going on, man? So Danny's custom cycles, basically it's a, you know, I kind of inherited it, just made it my own. My grandpa, he's been working on building motorcycles since forever, since the sixties. And then I got passed down to my uncle Gibby and he's the one that really does our, like our runs and our fundraiser events, like mm -hmm. Pismo Run. We do the single the mile for Santa Paula. Hmm. Um, raise a lot of money for hospice and stuff. So they started it, they have they had all the tools and the lifts and all that stuff. And then I, you know, they kind of phased off a little bit and I jumped right in and I was like, you know what? It's a passion, it's a true love that I have for working on motorcycles, building them, making them look good, making them run good. And uh, just started Danny's Custom Cycles. Okay, so tell me more about why you slid into my DM uh, <laughs> on our Instagram page, at all.things.805, and tell me a little bit about your story. Okay, so actually the, the way it really happened was, um, I was actually driving my vet, my dog to the vet up in uh, Woodland Hills. Mm -hmm. I was listening to the radio, mm -hmm. and you came on, and you were talking to uh, I, can't, I forget the gentleman's name, but it was a, a Spark event that you guys were having up oh, in. Oh uh, yes, mm -hmm. up in uh, Santa Barbara. I was like, dude, awesome man, Spark. You know, you know, I love that. It's all for a good cause. And then you said, hey, if you have a good cause, something in the 805, reach out. I was like, dude, I'm gonna reach out because this is a good cause. And uh, so basically, uh, my niece, she's, two, she's a two-year-old, my two-year-old niece, uh, Anaya, she was diagnosed with cancer. So this foundation, the Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation, stepped up, helped her out, helped my family, my sister and her, you know, her little family out big time. And my family is so grateful for what they've done for us um, and for them. So you know, I wanted to give back, and I wanted to give back more than what I could do alone. So you know, being you know, being friends with with Ventura Harley Davidson, Amber, and all the guys there, uh, we partnered up and we said, hey, let's do this. Let's give back to the foundation in a big way. This is where, this is where we're at. Okay, so <laughs> tell me about um, Danny's Teddy Bear. Cancer Foundation Classic Car and Motorcycle Show, and this benefits Sunday, October 22nd. Tell me all about it. Yes, the Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation is the foundation that will be coming down. Uh, we will have vendors, we will have classic cars, we will have motorcycle shows, there will be classes and winners. Um, I don't know all of your classes offhand, but bring your vehicles <laughs> out, bring your bikes out. 
and your registration fees, everything goes, uh, vendor fees, all of that goes to the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so they will be out there, they will be talking about the foundation, we will have live music, uh, there's special guests, there's DJs, uh, there's a lot of fun, but the main thing is to remember that you know we're there to support this foundation that's doing really great things. And it's a local foundation, they're in uh, San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Ventura County. 805 and beyond. That's right. <laughs> they help, uh, you know, kids and families right here. I think she mentioned it was like 60 to 70 percent of their families are within Ventura in Ventura County. So it's it's right here. They're helping at home. So mm -hmm. it'd be great if the community could come out, you know, and help them too. anything anything. Yeah, and okay. it's going to be fun. It'll be a lot of fun on top of it, but it's also just so much more fun because we're helping we're going to have testimonials and uh yeah we're right there at ventura harley davidson it's off of the 101 at central in mm -hmm. camarillo don't be confused by the name ventura harley davidson <laughs> it's in camarillo uh but yeah we will have everything right there and we're we're just really really excited yeah. to be able to help with this we have a lot of people coming forward like uh you know singer pepe marquez we reach out to him we've conversated with him a couple times and He's like, dude, I would love to come out and donate my time. I'll sing a couple songs for you guys. And mm -hmm. he, he has a good following, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're very blessed to be able to have him come out and entertain the people that are there, that are there giving back. Um, we also have DJ uh, Larry Villa. He'll be out there DJing for us. Okay. You know, everybody come together. Everybody say, hey, dude, I want to be a part of this. How can I be a part of it? Yep. So that's that's what we love, and that's what we like to do, these types of things here in the 805, because yeah. everybody's willing to step up and, you know. So uh, speaking with Danny Molina, who's um, the owner of Danny's Custom Cycles, and Amber Romero, the marketing director for Ventura, Harley Davidson. Don't get it messed up. Harley Davidson, um, their location is right off the 101 freeway in the city of Camarillo. You can see it when you're driving by. You can see all the Harleys is parked out there. So, yep, that's the place. And it's actually kind of, like, deceiving because you only see the storefront, but that's a big location. Oh, actually, you're only seeing the pre-owned patio when you yeah. drive by. So uh -huh. that's all of our pre-owned models. And then we have a whole showroom, store, service department. Uh, we have the largest parts department on the 101. Wow. It's all back there. You don't see it. Stop You by. don't see it. Come Check by and it see it. Yeah. If you need it, we have it. Uh, but And if you don't have a chance to come by during the event the mm -hmm. foundation for the foundation the charity event you can swing by we will have these posters up and there are qr codes on them that you can donate directly to the charity okay so yes this uh teddy bear cancer foundation fundraiser the classic car and motorcycle show is sunday october 22nd from 10 a.m to 3 p.m at ventura harley davidson that's 1326 del norte road in the city of camarillo now um amber mentioned something about classes yeah so we're gonna have some trophies for the cars and bikes okay we're gonna keep it a little simple so we're gonna have a people's choice for the classic cars and trucks okay people's choice for the motorcycles so that'll be you know the people that attend they'll vote on it and that you know they'll get a trophy for that then we're just going to keep it simple for the classic cars and trucks we'll do first second and third place mm -hmm. the same with the motorcycles oh i thought you were going to teach me how to do something like hey. like fix the ride or something hey, or, any questions you have or i thought you were going to teach me how to shift on a motorcycle i don't know hey we can teach you hey if you're willing we will teach you 
actually have a jump start machine, right. which it uh, you sit the pull the bike up on it, mm -hmm. hook it all up, and you're able to go through the gears and oh. feel what it's like to shift without driving. Wow, so it's kind of it. like a treadmill for a bike, right? Uh huh. But and we do bring that out for our event. So if you are curious about learning how to ride, you can do that. Cool. And, uh, there's you know what is that thing called? Write that down. Jump a start. jump start. A jump start. Okay. Wow, that is pretty cool. You know, because I grew up dri driving an actual stick shift, mm -hmm. so I know how to drive a manual transmission. So I always wonder, like, if, would I be able to drive, you know, like get on a motorcycle, like a bike, like a really small one, not a big one, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm tiny. But I wonder if I'd be able to grasp the concept of how to shift and all that. So I could try that out on a jump start. I love it. Okay. I love it. Once you get on it, I guarantee you'll walk away with the bike. Don't you feel uh, like shifting, you know, on a bike is a lot easier than in a car? Almost definitely. Oh, yeah. Almost definitely. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, just the way it, because you got your clutch on your left hand, uh -huh. shifters on your left leg. Front okay. Leg. You know, I mean, once you get in there, you can be like, oh, man, I could do this. You okay. And there's nothing else like it, I can tell you what. Um, so it's the Teddy Bear Cancer Fundraiser Classic Car and Bike Show is at Ventura Harley-Davidson, Sunday, October 22nd. Now, I'd love to ask this question. And I'll ask this of both of you. Um, what can the listeners of All Things 805, how can they contribute and how can they help? I know that you're probably still signing up cars to come out for this. And then, of course, taking donations. Or will you be doing like an opportunity to win a raffle? Like what's going on? Tell me more. Yeah, so basically what we want everybody to do is please come on out, bring your cars, bring your bikes. It's all for a good cause. We will have raffles, so you know we have some people donating to the raffle. If you want to donate to the raffle, please do. If you want to buy tickets to win something from raffle, please do. All mm -hmm. those proceeds are going to the Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation. Okay. Um, and if you can't make it, we have the QR code. You could uh, either hit us up online mm -hmm. or scan the code directly. We've, we're constantly posting on Danny's Custom Cycles or the Ventura Harley-Davidson page. So okay. please reach out and you know help us out any way you can. Okay. Yeah, uh, if you guys have any questions, also you can contact Danny directly. Mm -hmm. His number here is 805-910-9935. Uh, and any questions, if someone wants to participate in the event, a vendor, um, I believe that you are still taking vendors. Still taking vendors. He's still taking some vendors. Mm -hmm. So until we fill up, we'll let everybody come. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we'll see you all out at the um, Danny's Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation Fundraiser Classic Car and Motorcycle Show Sunday, October 22nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And that's going down at the Ventura Harley Davidson. And that address is 1326 Del Norte Road in the city of Camarillo. Now, if you want to help out or you need more information, um, where can they go? So, yeah, they can reach out to us on social media on Instagram, Danny's Custom Cycles or Ventura Harley Davidson. Also, my phone number is there. It's 805-910-9935. Mm -hmm. uh, hit us up. I, you know, we got answers. If you have any questions, you know, any questions. How can you donate? How can you help? You know, whatever it is, please reach out to us. Yes, and I think it's wonderful, this Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation, because they help children. It's children. Yeah, yeah, it's very focused cancer. on pediatric cancer. So um, dig into your pockets, y'all. Like, this is, this is a good um, foundation to help out. And any last words? Any shout-outs you would like to give at this time? Shout you know. Out. Big shout out to the Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation. Mm -hmm. Big shout out. They've been doing this for 21 years. You know, like they serve all 805, basically, you know, San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Ventura County. Uh, they have a gala coming up uh, here real soon. 
in September. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they have a gala coming up. That's posted on their site. It's the Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation on Instagram. They have the links up there if you want to go check that out, see what they're about. They're going to be here for the Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation fundraiser, classic car, and motorcycle show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on out. Just help us out, man. Yes. And um, do you have anything to add, Amber? No, I think that was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Great job, Danny. Uh, <laughs> and also, if you need more information about the Teddy Bear um, Cancer Foundation fundraiser, classic car and motorcycle show Sunday, October 22nd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Ventura Harley Davidson. <laughs> um, make sure you head over to our Instagram at all.things.805. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Danny. Thank, Thank you, Anna. I appreciate us. you. And up next on All Things 805 is Shalina Tureen, founder of Childhood Matters. Keep it here. On the phone lines with me right now, I have a founder and president of a local nonprofit, Childhood Matters, on the phone lines with Shalina Tareen. Hello. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, you're very, very welcome. I appreciate you also taking the time to uh, spread the word and get connected with all things 805. So the first thing I ask everyone that's on the show, Shalina, is I ask this basic question. What would you like the listeners of all things 805 to know about you, Shalina, from your own point of view? my own point of view. Okay, so I just want everybody to know that I uh, kind of come from the education field. So I have a lot of experience working with children, families, and the communities. And um, mental health is something that's touched every family, uh, especially during COVID. And it touched my family during COVID. And that's uh, the reason Childhood Matters kind of came into being. And uh, I want to make sure that um, I personally invite the community to come and learn all about our services so we are able to give back to them. Okay, so you are the founder and president of Childhood Matters, which is a nonprofit Mm -hmm. and uh, you founded in Newberry Park. So tell me a little bit uh, about when, where, how this all got started with Childhood Matters. I know it takes some time to found a nonprofit, but just give me a little bit of background story on the what, where, why of Childhood Matters. Sure. So uh, like I said, I was working in the education field and during COVID, I uh, got furloughed. And uh, that is also the time that my son was having um, uh, mental health challenges. And my daughter was actually graduating from uh, a psychology program at Pepperdine. And we wanted to do something to, you know, create resources uh, for not just ourselves, but for others who are are going through some similar, you know, situations in their homes. And we started to create uh, toolboxes uh, at home with these uh, hands-on coping tools. That was kind of the first step. And um, we at first thought, oh, you know, this could be a for-profit business. But as we started to develop the concept, we kind of knew that this wouldn't get into the hands of, you know, who we'd like uh, it to go to if we kept on, you know, just wanting to be for-profit. So everything happened kind of really fast. We, you know, decided that, you know, we really want to go non-profit, really serve um, others. And within I want to say a couple of months, we uh, um, we filed for the nonprofit status. We were able to acquire that really, really quick. We got our board together and um, Childhood Matters was born. So you said that it all began with you um, creating toolkits or toolboxes mm-hmm. to aid people in the community that were seeing their youth facing mental health challenges. So tell me a little bit about what was actually in those original toolkits. 
So we, um, when we created this toolbox, we started with just simple things that we were inspired by. We were inspired by builder therapy, play therapy, uh, eco, which is you know, nature therapy, mindfulness. And we wanted to kind of just integrate all these tools to help children who were going through uh, any kind of anxiety, whether it's you know, social anxiety, separation anxiety, just general anxiety at all. If, you know, um, there was a big transition in the home, like having um, a new sibling, you know, come in to the family, um, any type of um, grief um, and loss that they might be going through, any trauma that a child might be uh, facing. So all these tools were uh, meant to uh, help them go through these um, big challenges in life. On the phone lines with Shalina Tareen. She is the founder and president of Childhood Matters, which she f- is a nonprofit she founded in Newberry Park. So you said that going into the pandemic, you saw your your child experiencing some mental health challenges. Now, mm-hmm. um, I know that a lot of people have been dealing with this and um, and you being an educator yourself. So what do you find are the challenges that our youth are facing either when they were in the pandemic or as they are now coming out and trying to readjust, can you shed some light on some of the issues that you're seeing that concerns you about our youth? Absolutely. I think the first thing was just the lack of social interaction. You know, um, uh, being on Zoom was great at first. You know, children were able to uh, spend time at home, which is great. We love that family bonding, but they also need that socialization with their peers, right? With their uh, with their teachers, and they weren't getting that. So slowly, uh, we saw that uh, you know that isolation was taking place, and uh, that's what impacted our family and my my child. And uh, also, the expectations are still there for children to perform, right? So they everything kind of changed for them. Them. So, you know, we, we changed the, the way they were learning, uh, but we were not uh, able to support them in the way that they needed that support. So that was, you know, right there, the pandemic. And as they're coming out, we're now again asking them to transition to a whole new world. We haven't lowered the expectations. The bars haven't been lowered. So we still expect them to, you know, perform a certain way to be able to get those grades. So honestly, I mean, I know I've had, I, as a parent, had to really take a step back when I saw my child uh, struggle in those areas and I'm like, you know, what matters to me right now? Do grades matter to me or does his well-being matter? Mm. So I, I chose that well-being and I was, I was that parent who wanted my child to do well, to go to the best colleges, um, to really be a high achiever. Uh, but I really had to kind of, you know, t- take a step back and think about who is this for? Mm. And um, that's when we, you know, we got him into therapy, which is highly, highly recommended for everybody out there mm. uh, it has really been the saving grace and then of course you know having those tools at home for for parents to kind of integrate into their own um, homes and their children uh, so being able to give them those tools that's why these scoping toolboxes are so necessary and that's just one part of our program honestly okay so and then what other services do you offer under childhood matters besides the toolboxes and the toolkits that you provide for parents and youth Sure. So uh, one of our programs that we um, have is called the Excel Safe Spaces. This is a program that we go into the community and we create um, spaces for children and youth to help them self-regulate. So mm. which means, I'll get, let me give you an example. We just created one um, yesterday at the Ventura County Courthouse. Mm. Uh, we went in there in the um, witness victim rooms and we created a space and we, um, you know, uh, created this calming environment, gave children tools to self-regulate. And, um, you know, this really helps them when they come in with, you know, their trauma and the stress to just kind of take a step back and, and, and just be there and focus on themselves. 
So these self-regulation spaces are called safe spaces and we've done them for schools. Uh, we've done them in the Family Justice Center and now this is the courthouse that we're working on right now. Okay, so some people might hear this term self-regulate and they're not mm-hmm. quite sure what that actually means. So mm-hmm. explain a little bit about what self-regulating might mean to an adult or a child, you know, dealing with trauma or a stressful situation. So self-regulation means really, um, you know, having um, some control over your emotions, right? We all have so many different emotions that uh, we go through uh, a spectrum of them during, you know, the course of a day as an adult, as as a child. And um, it is difficult sometimes to cope with those big emotions. I like to call them big emotions because we feel big. so we give children uh, tools to help them with those big emotions. So say if you're, they're feeling really anxious or, you know, they're feeling scared, uh, they have that fear. So we give them techniques like, you know, to teach them how to breathe and we make it fun. So, you know, just having a child to, um, you know, breathe might not mean anything to them, uh, especially if they are, you know, on the younger side, but giving them a tool such as giving them bubbles and then teaching them to take a deep breath of their nose and then breathe out and see that uh, effect happen as they're blowing bubbles really means something to them and it's fun, right? In the same way as, you know, you're out in nature and you um, come across a dandelion, you know, you teach them to take a deep breath and blow out the dandelion seeds. Mm-hmm. So just making everything really hands-on. Uh, so we teach them a lot of the mindfulness uh, where that's the breathing that comes into play. We do a lot of sensory play with them, so giving them, you know, play and play them and really letting them express themselves through these different mediums. Um, art is big for us. Uh, we really teach them to uh, use bibliotherapy, so books are a big outlet. Uh, so a lot of different ways to help them set like a And we'll take a break here, but we'll be back with Shalina Tareen talking more about Childhood Matters on all things 805, connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. It's all things 805, and we are connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. I'm your host, Miss Alanette. On the phone lines with Selena Tareen. She's the founder and president of Childhood Matters, which is a nonprofit. I think it's very valuable for mindfulness, which is being present and being in the moment and not being too much in the past and in the future, because that really causes a lot of anxiety. 100%. And that's why one of our toolboxes is completely based on mindfulness, just to offer those tools to help in so many different ways to be present. So how I got connected with Childhood Matters, social media is is so big, as it is a great and incredible tool. It also um, gives us a bit of anxiety in a lot of ways. <laughs> that's, that is so true. And and that's another reason, right, where, where our teens, you know, are, you know, so engaged with uh, social media and creating uh, um, uh, that effect for them, the, um, the anxiety and, um, you know, just having to kind of um, cope with everybody else around them. For me right now, I'm, I'm thinking and I'm trying to get to where I talk to you about suicide prevention, mm-hmm. because I believe mindfulness and and, you know, the youth just not being able to manage their emotions and getting to a point where they make a very final decision to something that is so temporary. Yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe um, talking about getting our teens on board. Right. So that's mm-hmm. another program that we have where we bring on uh, the um, the youth from our community onto our youth ambassador program to mm-hmm. give them those skills that 
they need, not only just for themselves, but for their own peers. So they are those mentors for their peers because that's, you know, uh, the way that we want to create that domino effect, giving those skills to um, our youth and they carrying it forward and supporting their, their peers when they find that, hey, there's something that I see that's a red flag. I want to help my friend out there. So we actually have gone together with uh, NAMI, um, which I'm sure you've heard about. Yes. And they, they train our youth mental health ambassadors, give them those skills so that they are able to take those skills on and, and help their peers and friends out there in school. Because that's that's a place that, you know, you you you, you need that support. And our teens need that support. Mm-hmm. Am I missing on any other programs that you would like to touch <laughs> on before yes. we uh, go on to September 17th, which is an event mm-hmm. that you are hosting? Tell me more about yes. the programming that Childhood Matters offers. Uh, well, I'd like to touch base on our Educate program, which is where we take uh, our workshops and go to schools. Uh, and we, um, you know, educate our youth about self-care. We, you know, teach them all about mental health and how to take care of their um, their mental health. So we have a variety of different workshops. And again, everything is hands-on. We don't want to sit them and lecture them right there. We want them to, uh, to have fun while they're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's just you know, another way that we, we contribute to their mental health. On the phone lines with Shalina Tareen, she's the founder and president of Childhood matters. I was talking about social media and I got sidetracked a little bit because <laughs> we thought we started talking about the dangers of social media know, right? and the anxiety that comes along with it. But it's like a double edged sword because it is so very useful as a tool because that's how I came across childhood matters and I was able to connect with you. Um, so I saw that you have an event coming up on uh, September 17th. Tell me more about this event you have coming. Well, um, as you know, I probably don't know, uh, we do uh, mental health events, um, you know, during the year. We had one um, in the month of May, which is our annual event. And we were um, asked by Driscoll's Berries to kind of duplicate that um, event that we do for the community of Oxnard. Uh, so this event that we're having on September 17th is going to be at the Oxnard College Park. It's called the Zones of Wellness and short ZOW. Uh, and this basically just, we've created a day of well-being uh, and just like, you know, a fun family day. We are going to transform uh, the park into zones like the art zone, the music zone, the mindfulness zone, this is a fitness play, animal therapy zone. And uh, we are are going to be joined by amazing partners in the community who are going to be offering all these free activities for families to come and just do hands-on activities again and uh, just kind of, you know, um, discover new ways to enhance their well-being. All right. Well, that sounds incredible. The Childhood Matters presents Zone of Wellness, ZOW. It's a mental health <laughs> community play date. Why do you laugh? I like that. ZOW. It's cute. It's the way I said it. Uh, ZOW. I love the emphasis on it. Yeah, we are ZOWing the kids out here. That's right. Um, zones of wellness. And there will be nature and therapy, animal zone, music zone, art zone, mindfulness zone, play and sensory zone, family fitness zone. And that is Sunday, September 17th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Oxnard College Park. Now, um, on the phone lines with Shalina Tareen, she's a founder and president of Childhood Matters, who's bringing you this event on Sunday, September 17th. Now, how can the people and the community, you know, that's what all things 805 is about 
about connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. How can they get connected with you and support this event? Is Are you at this time, do you need any type of sponsorships? Let the people of the 805 know how they can support Childhood Matters. Well, absolutely. Uh, we are still looking for sponsors. So we are looking for sponsors for the event sponsors for the zone and sponsors for activities. So if you are out there and you'd like to support this event, uh, you know, get in touch with me. You can uh, email me. You can go on our website and just use the contact form uh, to get in touch with uh, me. And then, of course, uh, in other ways, the support would be showing up. You know, come with your families. Come and learn all about, you know, wellness. Uh, that's just another great way to support the event. Yes, and another way to support the event is head on over to their Instagram page, childhood.matters, and share the event. That's a easy and free way <laughs> to support Absolutely. Childhood Matters. And this um, Zones of Wellness ZOW event, a mental health community play date, it will be held Sunday, September 17th. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Oxnard College Park on the phone line with the founder and president of Childhood Matters, Shalina Tareen. Now tell uh, the people of the 805 listening what other ways they can contact you. Is there a website um, you want to give out your number? I don't know. Sometimes people do. Some people don't. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> any way that that's convenient, you can call or text me at 818-644-2235. You can send me an Instagram message. Um, you can, uh, you know, obviously, um, if you're on Facebook or, you know, you can reach us through there, there as well. We're on every social media platform. Um, you can also email me at Shalina, S-H-A-L-E-E-N-A dot T-A-R-E-E-N at childhoodmatter.org. Not Childhood Matters. Childhoodmatter.org. Okay, great. Thank you so much, uh, Shalina, for taking the time to get the word out about Childhood Matters and this Zones of Wellness event. And if you need more information about this, of course, you can check it out on the all.things.805 Instagram page and Facebook page. It will be up there. Thank you again, Shalina, for your time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. And up next on All Things 805, I'm calling Bobby Beland, who's going to tell me more about what is going on in Lahaina, Maui right now. I'm going to call him up so I can hear firsthand what's going on in Hawaii. Hey, Bobby. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. Um, I'm calling to see how you're, how's it going over there? Um, of course, we all have heard so much about the devastation that's going on in Maui. And I wanted to get somebody on the phone to um, that I knew personally, you know, we went to high school together and I've been watching your page about the devastation that is going on right now in um, Maui. And I wanted to talk to you directly and um, just so you can kind of fill in, you know, the gaps and just letting people know firsthand because you've experienced it. What is going on in Maui right now? Um. We're basically uh, 
I'm trying to, you know, I really trying to figure it out. It's been, it's been over two weeks now. Um, I've been on the ground, on the boots since Sunday the 13th when I, re- I got back from a walk for my son's soccer tournament. Um, I came out here that afternoon and I've been, I've been out ever since. So Monday was the first day I came up here in Lahaina Luna, Kilauea Malka area, which is, um, has about 300 homes. It's, you know, right above the, the death zone, I call it, where it's just all burned from the left side to the bottom to the right side. And they're kind of like stuck in the middle. Mm. They were basically left with no water, no electricity for seven days. Um, no assistance from nobody besides local people going in there, bringing them water, making their own hubs, just getting donations from local people. Um, so I, when I got there Monday, I had a, a truckload of stuff that was donated out of our canoe club, my canoe club. And that's where that most of this all started, you know, because a lot of that was a huge hub in town um, where people could donate and drop things off. And um, that was orchestrated very well. And so we just started taking the stuff out there. And on Monday, I went down the first street and I got rid of everything, all the food, all the supplies I had. And then I came back the next day. I went down the second street, same thing, got rid of everything. And then on the fourth day, I got there, and one of the uncles asked me for water, like just clean water, because they haven't they haven't bathed for seven days, but they have they don't have any water. Hmm. So and um, people were getting rash and stuff like that. So that was my next mission was to just bring clean water every day, and you know fill up their five gallon jugs, and um, basically that's that's what's happening. And at the same time. Uh, that, that Wednesday, I was uh, loading up, and um, thank God, this, this lady, es- Esme from Kapolei Costco, um, and this lady from Ohio, um, from Costco, walked up and said, how can we help you guys? And I said, well, these guys need fresh fruits and vegetables. They're, like, stuck at their home, and they have they have nothing. I mean, they can get in and out, but there's, you know, they, a lot of people don't, they don't have, they don't have electricity, they don't have power, they don't want to leave their house, they don't want their house to get looted. Um, you know, there's, there's just so many emotions, man. Um, but, um, I continue, uh, so once I got that Costco hookup, basically have committed to go there every day and fill up my truck and trailer with water and fresh fruits and vegetables. And, um, that's what I've been doing. And they're just, these people are so grateful. It's been like almost two weeks for me every day going. Um, and I'm just going to continue to do it until I, feel that these people are being taken care of because there's no reason why they should be totally inconvenienced because this they did nothing to deserve this. This was not their fault. This mm. was you know, you know, the Western system of this the, you know, they're making this place so dry and diverting the water away from Lahaina, which Lahaina used to be one of the wettest places on this island and it flourished and was a wetland and basically the Kapalua and Kanapali side of all the resorts took the water from that side. And then Peter Martin from West Maui land stole and took the water, 75% of the water and took the Lai Apoko. So you can look right now and see that this place is so dry, Lahaina is so dry. And then you look over Lai Apoko where all the, um, the states are, the gentlemen states, and it's all green. They have jungles around their house. Their houses won't burn because it's all green. Um, it's super sad, man. Super sad, broken system. Government is just horrible. All they're doing is standing at the entrance of the dead zone, protecting the dead zone, like not even helping any local people. They have done nothing, zero. I'm a witness, I've been documented. Um, I'm gonna document it even more. 
and just talk to the local people. They'll tell you. Uh, nobody's still. Nobody's here. It's so horrible. It's so horrible. They're so humane and humane. Um, the government is just. Uh, uh, I know you're uh, very, very, very frustrated at this time. I'm on the phone lines with uh, uh, my classmate. I went to high school with him, Bobby Bland, and he is um, a resident of Maui. I mean, of course, we have seen photos, the horrific photos of how uh, burnt the the land side the side of that island is and um you know the horror stories of people having to jump in the water to escape the flames but tell me a little bit about what you see in front of you when you head out to pass out food and water to these people that so desperately need it well the, the hard thing is is when i do go to that lower area of um Kilauea-Malka that that is below the bypass it's kind of cut off when I deliver food, I'm delivering food right next to the burn zone. So I'm standing there. I have photos of actually people trying to sell their home already. I got a picture of a realtor, um, which we're trying to put on blast right now. Um, you know, I, I'm like right next to it. So it's it's hard. It really hasn't hit us because we're still like digging ourselves out. You know, we're, we're just, still just like trying to help. in shock, kind yeah. of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for me, I was a fire kid in high school, so I'm familiar with fire, so I kind of understand what happened here. You know, a lot of people don't. You know, between the oxygen and the fuel, you know, these were all old plantations, single, you know, single walls. It was, you know, homes. It was just, it was just like a matchbox. When you drive through, through here, all you see is CME walls, which is, you know, concrete. That's mm-hmm. all that's left. Everything else was just, it was just between the 80 mile an hour winds, ox, you know, the, the, the three elements of, of fuel, or, or fire and it just had everything at one time and it went so fast and yes that's why they had to jump in the ocean i mean it was basically so hot that it was melting metal mm-hmm. and then you could just see you could just see rivers of metal just down the street mm-hmm. um yeah um the devastation i i can't i can only imagine like the photos are are devastating to look at and then now um, having to sort through the rubble of people's lives and then the deadliest fire like in recent American history. I commend you for going out there and I've been watching your story on Facebook, you know, in, and just seeing what you're doing. And um, I just wanted to hear it from someone who's there fighting right now uh, just to share a little bit about what is the feeling of the people that are there now? I mean, what do you want to share? Like, what do you want to say? You know, the, the, the neighborhood that I've been servicing, a majority of it, 75% of it is Filipino. Um, you know, and a lot of them are old. A lot of them never leave their home, you know, and that's why they're not going to go anywhere. You mm-hmm. know, and unfortunately, a lot of these people up here, you know, the people that lost their homes below, a lot of people ended up coming and living with these people up here because they're family, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, at this point, they don't trust anybody they don't trust the county they don't trust the government because the, the water wasn't good and they just kind of left them out to dry you know they didn't they didn't they weren't in the neighborhood the survivors neighborhood you know we have a story from the guy um that did the uh the new orleans floods you know the guy mm-hmm. that ran that whole deal yeah like he said that you're not don't worry about the dead people you go take care of the survivors first you guys are, they're more focused on that because they you could tell it, it honestly, Annette. It seemed like this was the first disaster they've ever done before. It looked like they didn't know. They don't even know what they're doing. Mm. Like they're not even here. They're literally not even here. 
You know, I'm seeing a double. I'm looking right now. I'm sitting here looking at the Tesla, and I'm looking at a double uh, helicopter military vehicle that's bringing water drops now. We have another fire right, a fire right now in Kapalua. There's another the fire. We have another fire right now. And here comes the here comes the National Guard finally. Okay, they came eight days after to come do water drops on the hot spot. And Kula has been, Kula was burning simultaneously to Lahaina. We lost a bunch of let's not, let's not forget about Kula. We lost a bunch of homes and people up there too. You know, like you know, there's so much going on here, and and the government failed tremendously. Mm. Okay. So uh, you also you mentioned something about um, a large Latino community. It's huge. I just got the number yesterday. The lady that's been that, that I'm helping. Mm-hmm. So there's like 14,000 of them on this island. And I'll tell you what, the majority of them were in line. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, a lot of them were in line with them. Do you, are they in that area because they work at neighboring resorts or? Everything. They're just, they were very, their, their community was strong on this side. Mm. I mean, they're everywhere throughout the islands, but a majority of the Latinos were in Lahaina. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, you know, I don't know how many lost their homes. I know. The guy that owned down the hatch was Latino, and all his employees, six families, they all lost everything. Mm. He lost his restaurant. They lost everything. That's that's another thing we're gonna have to work on. This, like I said, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon, and like we're gonna have to raise money for all these Latinos. We, I mean, but my media is to just raise money for these people that you know that need to be fed and like being taken care of and not inconvenienced and. And um, it's not even being inconvenienced. It's just like trying to survive at this point. It's survival yeah, at this much. point. And, yeah. you know, like yeah. they've been through so much. I can uh, I can only imagine what it's like to survive something like that, like a fire literally forcing you to jump off of an island, like into the ocean. There's nowhere to go. Like your back is completely against like the ocean and you have no choice because the fire is like right there. It's so hot. So many lives lost. And I feel like the people of the area just feel completely lost and let down by the people they feel should have came and helped. And no one is helping. But there's people like you that are like, I can't let this happen. And I'm going to do everything that I can to help out. Actually, you said, you know, you do have a company. All right, my company is Valley Hardscapes. I do epoxy flooring and concrete, custom concrete. And I also sell the epoxy and stuff to Pure Epoxy Hawaii. Um, but my guys, my employees have been working this whole time. I mean, volunteering this whole time. Um, my, my boy, Darren, he was actually up fighting the fires up in Kula the first day. And then, you know, we had a huge presence at the, at the um, Hawaiian Canoe Club um, ha- um, hub, receiving and donating and doing all that stuff. And, and, um, and then once we started coming out here, we've been out here every day. Um, we haven't been working. So, you know, that's, that's part of the help that we need. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still coming back here Monday. I do have some work coming up. And, I, I'm, you know, I'm not giving up on all that stuff either. I got customers. I got a service. But mm-hmm trying to juggle both at the same time and uh you know feeding people is more important than money at this point well yes i i completely understand that and you know i appreciate you taking the time to to uh, take my call now while you're actually down there at the dead zone like doing your best to service the people down there 
I would like to help. So what I'm willing to do is for anyone out there listening that wants to help the people of Maui after this devastating fire and there's fire still going on right now. I, I don't know why I haven't seen this in the news, but there's still fires going on right now. People are still battling what is going on on Maui. And this is our this is Hawaii. So this is one of our 50 states, you know, like we need to help. This is the most one of the most devastating fires in history on that small island. Like this is unacceptable. So what I would like to do for you, Bobby, anyone that's listening to all things 805 and would like to help go to femdustry.com femdustry that's f-e-m-d-u-s-t-r-y dot com that's my website for my organization that we give back to people that are in need of help if you please go to that website look for the donation button and make a donation and i will make sure that bobby gets this money to help the people of maui that are suffering right now again that's femdustry.com f-e-m-d-u-s-t-r-y go to the website or you can go to my Instagram at Femdustry. And of course, the information will be up on um, all.things.805. Bobby Bland, thank you so much for taking the time. And I just send you healing energy. I send you strength and I send you love and keep doing the work out there. Thank you, sister. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, I don't know if everybody knows, yeah, my roots come from 805. So um, I'll appreciate all the love you guys bring. And uh, I will definitely make sure that whatever you guys donate will go to the right people. And uh, I really appreciate it. Love you, Alanette. Take oh, care. Thank you, Bobby, so much. And we're going to get you some money, baby. Okay? Yes. And if you would like to help out to the people in Maui, Lahaina, and the surrounding areas that are dealing with these devastating fire, please visit femdustry.com, F-E-M-D-U-S-T-R-Y.com. Look for the donation button, click on that and make a donation. And I will make sure that this money gets to the right people that are doing the work right there with their bare hands, helping out these people right now and have lost everything. Um, like I said, femdustry.com. Also, you can go to at femdustry on Instagram. The link is in the bio or all.things.805. Go there and just look for the information so you can help. I would really appreciate it. And we're connecting community, culture, climate of Ventura County and beyond on all things 805. I'm Miss Salinette and we'll be talking real soon. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. Them bullets were flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie. Oh my, time heals all, but you out of time now. now. Judge gotta watch us from the clock tower. Little tear gas cleared the whole place out. I'll be back with the hazmat for the next round. We was trying to protest and the fires broke out. Look out for the secret agents, they be planted in the crowd. Set a civil unrest, but you sleep so sound like you don't hear the screams when we catching beat down. Staying quiet when they killing, but you speak loud when we ride. Got opinions coming from a place of privilege. Sicker than the COVID, how they did them on the ground. Speaking